life and space. A podcast about synthesizers, music, influences, and all kinds of other cool things. Today's subject, I would like to talk about flutes, uh, particularly Native American flutes. So today's podcast will be Flute Talk. This song in the background was something I just made yesterday. It's an interesting meditative type song. It's relaxing and calm. And overall, just very interesting, I, I assume. I just want to start the podcast by uh, just uh, reminding everybody that uh, all my opinions are my own. All the subjects that I cover in my podcast are my original ideas, my thoughts, uh, my experiences with synthesizers, uh, music equipment, recording equipment, uh, programs involving, you know, digital audio workstations and other things like that. So uh, all the advice that I have on this show, uh, just take it with a grain of salt. I, uh, I'm not a professional at this, but I'm a hobbyist, and I uh, enjoy doing music production, recording, uh, doing synthesizers, uh, creating sounds, sound design, things like that. And this show is just kind of my exploration into that. And today I kind of wanted to do something a little different. Uh, I was... Uh, playing my uh, flute yesterday and I uh, sat down and recorded that song you just heard and uh, it just reminded me about how uh, practicing even a simple instrument such as a flute can inspire you to do a lot of different cool things within uh, music not necessarily synthetic music like uh, synthesizers and whatnot but even just like a flute in the way it sounds and its atmosphere and its, uh, how do you say, acoustics and everything. Uh, it's very, very enjoyable. And I think that they do actually pair together pretty well, especially doing, doing like a soundscaping and meditation stuff. So uh, that was my attempt to create a meditation type song. Uh, and uh, the great thing about learning something like a flute is that uh, uh, my advice is if you are kind of just getting into music or uh, not sure exactly what instruments you want to play, what things you're into, uh, it's always great to get into something as simple as even just a wooden flute. And this one's a Native American flute. It's a a hand-carved flute. It's a six-hole flute in the key of G. And uh, it, it has a very well tone. It sounds very full. It's very exciting. It's uh, calm. It's, you know, it's all kinds of things. Uh, but uh, to become familiar, and it, let's say you don't know piano. Let's say you don't know anything about playing uh, chords or guitar or anything like that. Uh, this uh, particular instrument is very simple. It's got six holes. And uh, you can just go up and down on the holes like as it's a scale. Uh, First you cover all six holes and then you would just lift your finger off the bottom one, then the next and the next and the next. And then you would just go up and down the scales, practice it a bit. And then when you get more comfortable with it, you can learn to do other things. And uh, even just the simplest thing with the flute can sound really cool. So what I'll do here is I'll throw a little bit of... uh, reverb and a little bit of delay and you can you can hear how this flute sounds and 
and uh, it, it's just a very, very satisfying instrument. Uh, it's something that uh, the more you play it, the better you get. And real quick, too, it's a very easy instrument to kind of get your hands on, uh, dig deep into it, even though it's very simple and the simplicity of it, it, it is very simple. Uh, you can make a lot of really great sounds, a lot of beautiful atmospheric things with it, especially if you add, you know, your different uh, effects on it and, uh, uh, you know, send some delay in there it sounds very cool uh so uh the flute i really really recommend uh people getting into music try it out and uh see how a flute does for you uh even if like let's say you have a lot of expensive equipment and you're just kind of like oh, i don't have any ideas I, i'm kind of stuck i hit the wall uh, you can always play something like a flute go outside sit outside enjoy the the sun or the clouds and whatnot and just relax and then play it uh, and you'll be surprised what kind of things you'll come up with. And when I first started, I didn't really have an idea what I wanted to do with it. In fact, I would just sit there just playing one note like this. And then I, I kind of just uh, didn't have any ideas. I was just thinking, well, okay, you know, what am I going to do? And then, and, you know, you just kind of play around with it. And then uh, one note goes into another, and then you just kind of start going and make your own little melodies. In fact, this thing is really, really handy for making melodies. If you just want to try to make a melody or, you, you know, you can replicate this easily on a, on a keyboard if you know the, the keys and everything like that. So uh, it's a great way to learn melody. I really, really enjoy this flute. I'll just go ahead and play a little bit more for you. As you can hear, it's just, it's incredibly satisfying to play. Uh, the one that I'm using right now is uh, called a Stellar uh, in the key of G. This is their standard flute. And in no way is it really just a standard flute. It's kind of like their, uh, their main model, I guess, that they create. And uh, it's, it's really good quality for what you get. Uh, some flutes, they're handmade, aren't as nowhere near as smooth or as uh, as unique as the sounds is is stellar. I think that they have something very very unique. Now, um, uh, there's a lot of other good flutes too as well. Uh, you know, uh, you just got to look around. Uh, it can be kind of hard to find some some of these flutes, but some of the ones that I came across, uh, there's one called High Spirit Flutes. They, uh, they make a lot of really, really awesome high-end flutes as well. Uh, if you're looking for a really high-end uh, kind of like flute, those guys make really, really cool flutes. Uh, and it's really interesting. I never thought of myself as getting into like uh, Native American flute. I have always kind of just been really interested in like, you know, the sound designing of like synthesizers and whatnot. But uh, you can actually kind of put the connections with even just like uh, something as unique as an acoustic instrument like this and really explore a lot of the great uh, elements that it has and a lot of the great things that it can actually help you with when you're making your music. And this is with, you know, all kinds of music, everything from uh, like relaxation to meditation, uh, even, you know, something along the category of something more upbeat. Uh, I don't know. There's all kinds of types of music and uh, Native American is mostly kind of a spiritual kind of music. Um, which I really, really respect that. And sometimes it's just nice to sit down and, and uh, enjoy that kind of inf uh, influence when it comes to my music. Uh, I would like to try to put more of it in my music. It just seems like it's just so good. I just want to, you know, do more with it. 
but uh, sometimes, you know, when life gets really complicated, you forget about the simple things. And this is one of the simple things I think that a lot of people will enjoy. Uh, it's a great gift. In fact, when you get a flute, they give you a booklet and everything and how to enjoy that gift and to share that gift with other people. And uh, definitely, definitely look into getting a flute. It's really cool. And they're not really that uh, you know expensive or anything. You can find some for like 59 bucks. And, but they do go on upwards to like almost a, like a thousand for a really, really good one. Uh, I haven't really played a very expensive one, but the one I got is the Stellar and the Kia G. I think I paid 120 for it. Uh, and I really, really like it. So my hat's off to them up there. I think they're from Washington, the state of Washington. Uh, they do an excellent, excellent job with these flutes. I think that they have a very comparable product on the market compared to a lot of the other manufacturers. Uh, and again, I want to do a shout out for uh, Spirit Flutes as well. Those guys, uh, I watched their YouTube channel. They got a lot of really cool videos on there. If you ever want to learn how to play any songs or anything like that, they have a lot of cool videos about it. And of course, uh, this uh, the guy who makes them, he's got a very, very awesome catalog of flutes. I, uh, I really recommend it. I, I, one, one day I would like to maybe venture down that path and uh, see what kind of flutes they have to offer when the time comes. Uh, they're actually located uh, somewhere near Tucson, Arizona, so it's not too far from where I'm at. So it'd be cool to go down there and check them out sometime. Even you know they're local uh, for for me at least, uh, being on the West Coast. So it'd be kind of interesting to check them out. Uh, but again, uh, there's a lot of different flutes out there. You can search. I know Amazon. You can check it out on there. A lot of those guys come up on Amazon. But uh, I just thought I'd mention it that the flute is a very, very awesome instrument. Um, and of course, you can add a lot of cool things to your music, a lot of cool elements, a lot of interesting things. And that's what the podcast is, I guess, about is those interesting things I find interesting. And um, let me think here. What else was I going to say about the flute? Well, again, I was also mentioning, I was referring to like... Uh, for instance, if you're trying to um, create a melody or you're trying to come up with a tune for a song, uh, I really think that the flute kind of teaches you the rhythm of getting that melody and you can go up and down the keys uh, and uh, just kind of like uh, just nonsense for a while, but then it kind of clicks in your head and then you start thinking, okay, well, I could probably move my finger in a different way. And then you come up with different sounds and different notes and things, and then you put those together and then you can make a cool melody out of it. But just being the simplicity of it, uh, being a six hole instrument and just using just that key, as in this one's in the key of G, like I said, it's just G, and just exploring that and coming up with the melodies that the flute can play. And then you can incorporate that within your music. So, I, like I said, that's a great way to learn, a great way to start, uh, especially if you're kind of like not sure what to do or you don't have any ideas or whatever. This is a great way to, you know, kind of like unbury those thoughts, uh, maybe open your mind a little bit, get relaxed and stuff. So, uh, really, really enjoy the flute. I'll go ahead and play a little bit more. It kind of sounds like a bird at the end there. I kind of you can make up like little things with it that kind of uh, represent like nature and its elements and everything, which is kind of neat. Like the bird thing here, I'll do it without the reverb. Kind of sounds like a bird, and with the reverb on it, it's, it's very deep. It's almost like you're in a canyon or something like that. And I think that's the idea that you get from it. 
there's another group I wanted to mention. It's, uh, I, if I'm saying it right, it's Wakukino or Wakakina. Uh, they uh, do a lot of great flute videos out there. They're actually one of the bigger uh, YouTube channels that I've seen dealing with uh, Native American music. They're from Ecuador. And uh, their YouTube channel is really, really awesome. I encourage everybody out there to uh, search it. It's Awakukina or Wakukina. Uh, the spelling on it, I think it's like W-U-A. I mean, I can check it out here just real quick, see if I can pull it up. These guys, I, I really uh, have to, uh, how do you say, put my, put my hats up for, the, for these guys. Uh, these guys are really, really awesome. Uh, they do fantastic, fantastic music. Uh, let me see here. Scrolling down. Oh, yeah. Wakukikuna. It's W-U-A-U-Q-U-I-K-U-N-A. Uh, and uh, their stuff is really, really cool. They do a lot of great songs. They do a lot of classical flute songs as well. And uh, they do a lot of uh, really cool stuff with like, uh, they do some pop music things too, which is really interesting. I haven't really heard that much in flute, but uh, it's really, really cool. A lot of it, it's very a meditation, very calm and everything. They have a few upbeat songs on there as well that are just very, uh, very cool. And it's like something you can just jam to. And uh, uh, that, that's one of the things I do enjoy when it comes to music outside of synthesis is things like that, things that are very unique, uh, things that I find that are close to nature as well. I think that's really cool. And the flute, I, I think that uh, that's something that kind of brings you close to nature. Uh, now, sometimes when I'm in here in my room, I'm just jamming on my Sub 37 or my Korg or whatever, or playing around with some uh, different sounds on FL Studios and whatnot. Uh, I can kind of feel a little timid or a little intimidated or maybe even just a little drained and whatnot. But uh, when I go outside and play the flute, it's just that it's kind of very uh, open. It's free. It's willing. It's great. It kind of gives you that atmosphere that you don't normally get inside of a studio or you know inside of a room where the windows are probably closed and whatnot. Uh, but uh, really, really cool stuff. I really, really dig the uh, the flutes and the um, uh, the the you know just handmade things that make music and stuff. Those those can be very, very original and very cool, and they can also melody really great with your music as well. Uh, the last song I did that you heard at the beginning of the show, uh, I did that uh, with with one flute, and then I added some synthesizers in the backgrounds, like kind of like to lay down a, a background, like a drone in the background with my Mother 32s and my Sub 37. And uh, it just kind of created this interesting environment. It's like, you know, a scenery. I can almost visualize it if I listen to it back. So uh, those are the kind of cool things I like to create in my music. And uh, that makes it different. It makes it different every time. It makes it unique and everything. So uh, uniqueness and uh, variety and things like that you'll find do very, 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 very cool things. Uh, they make your music very lively. Uh, it kind of takes, you know, your music creativity in a different way. Uh, also makes it new, unique, and then you have different ideas from it as well. Uh, keeps the ball rolling, I guess, when it comes to making music. And uh, like I said, I really recommend if you want to learn how to play something, learn how to play one instrument very, very good. And then that can translate to the rest of your equipment, uh, including a keyboard. You know, uh, guitar might be a little bit different, though. I had never really gotten into guitar very, very deep or learn how to like play chords and things on it. Uh, I've always kind of been a little discouraged from that, even though I do own one. I own a, I think it's a Fender Strat or something like that. And I have a Jaguar, a Fender Jaguar uh, bass. Uh, those they're they're fun to play and everything, but uh, just for me, uh, playing a keyboard or playing something like a flute, I, I somehow kind of get something out of it that just uh, makes me satisfied. It's uh, kind of fun, unique. Maybe one day I'll learn how to play the guitar a little bit better. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, as for now, I mean, I think I have my hands full with these instruments, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's just kind of fun uh, to mess around with it. But uh, yeah, uh, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, what are the cool topics can I think of here? Uh, so I was asking myself a few questions. I can read some questions out of my book. Every now and then I'll uh, read a question. Maybe I'll answer it. Maybe you think about it. Maybe you answer it. I don't know. Um, or I'll just propose the questions, you know. 
so I was thinking, uh, does it matter if I know musical language? And uh, it's, it's a, you know, a weird question, I guess. Um, classical training and uh, learning from uh, actual musicians or actually taking musical classes and things like that. Uh, I don't really agree that you need to do those things. It's cool if you know it. In fact, I wish I kind of knew some of those things, but uh, when it comes to music, I just kind of like doing my own thing and then figuring things out for my own. And I think a lot of artists can relate to that. I mean, if you talk to some of the great artists that are out there, if, you know, you see interviews of these different artists and whatnot, they'll even tell you that they don't know a, a lick of music, not even one, uh, like how to write it down or anything like that. And, uh, you know, just exploring it and just doing things on your own and figuring things out, that's kind of like the fun of it. And that makes, you know, you strive to do better and uh, maybe knowing too much about it, you know, you just kind of like can know which notes sound good together and just play these together. I know this one will be good here and do that there, not experiment and things. I mean, maybe you can experiment with writing with music, uh, but uh, just something that I, I don't think it's necessary. If you choose to do it, that's cool. For me, I think it would take a little bit of the fun out of it. Uh, like I said before, I've even voiced my opinion on Discord about how like uh, some of these artists out there, they just kind of piano roll all their things into the program and then they have a perfect song or they kind of fine tune a lot of things in there. And that's cool. You can do it that way. But I also noticed that a lot of people that do do music that way, they kind of then get serious with it. And I think that's when that kind of thing takes off where you turn it into something different. And then uh, maybe it's not as fun anymore. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not in that situation, uh, but uh, I know I took a few master classes out there. There's a Dead Mouse master class. Uh, there's an Armin Van Buren uh, with Danny Elfman, and uh, there's another one, uh, Hans Zimmer. And I watched all these guys, and I, uh, I kind of just wanted to, you know, pick my brain a little bit and just see what makes these guys click and all that. Uh, as for that actual master class, it's totally up to you what you get out of it. I, I don't know for the money if it's really, uh, like, you know, if you're learning actual things, uh, but it's mostly opinion-based about what they're doing and what works for them and everything. And I know this Dead Mouse guy, he kind of just uh, pencils everything in in his program and then it kind of just works for him. Uh, that's just, uh, you know, his style that works for some people, I guess. Uh, for me, I, I don't know. I just look at it and I think it would just drive me nuts if that's all I ever did. So uh, sometimes just laying down tracks and doing things by mistake, uh, not knowing exactly what you're doing can, you know, propose some really cool, interesting effects and some ideas that you didn't know you had. So I guess that answers the question. Maybe, maybe what do you think? Does it matter if I, you know musical language? And uh, like how to create a melody, you know, I, uh, maybe melody is something inside of you. Uh, there's really no right or wrong way to do one, uh, whether you uh, use whole notes, half notes, uh, minor, major, different uh, elements. As you can tell, I'm not so formally versed in like musical language. Uh, again, I'm not 100% against it. Uh, it works for some people. Uh, let me see. What instruments do I need? What instruments are important? So uh, that's totally up to the person playing the instrument, whether you enjoy it or not. If you don't enjoy it at all, I would advise just try something else or maybe it's not your thing. Uh, for me, I first started with drums. I had a drum kit. I bought a... Uh, what was it, a Yamaha Stage Custom drum kit. Uh, it was a five-shell piece. Uh, eventually, I got the hardware and the cymbals and everything with it, double bass pedal. I thought I was going to do a double, bo double uh, bass on that drum, and uh, it cost me quite a bit. Uh, but all in all, I was very proud of it, and I thought I would, uh, you know, become a drummer and all that, and uh, it didn't really fit my workflow. I... I guess because I like to actually create uh, more than just uh, the drum sounds themselves. I like to create like things like on a such as a synthesizer, uh, but uh, it just didn't work for me. So if it doesn't work for you, then maybe it's something else that you're into. So drums didn't really work for me. I started on them, and I uh, you know I did some cool things on them. I uh, 
try to follow along with music and try to get my uh, tempo and everything and whatever it is, your beat rhythm and all that. Uh, but uh, it just didn't click with me very much. I still enjoy it. I mean, if I had a drum set, I you know it's kind of fun to play. But uh, for the money and everything like that, I traded it and got something better. So uh, I think I'm happy with my sub 37. <laughs> so if it doesn't work for you, it's probably not the right thing. And if all else fails, you know, guitar, you know, everybody seems to enjoy guitar if you want to try something out. Uh, guitar can be very satisfying, too, if you just plug it into an amplifier and you can make sounds right off the strings and, you know, add some pedals and some cool stuff. That could be pretty cool, too. So, uh, like I said, uh, does it matter if I know musical language? How do you create melody? What instruments? So what instruments do I need? That's up to you. It's up to the person playing it. What is sound anyway? Does it matter where the sound comes from? Not necessarily. In fact, you know, some people might have preferences like, oh, well, you got to have an analog synthesizer. It just sounds better. Or if you got a digital synth synthesizer, you like the FM synthesis or something like that. Uh, does it really matter? No, not really. I mean, it, it's your personal preference, I guess. Now, I do notice some things in a you know analog synth that are different than a digital synth. So I do prefer an analog synthesizer, but it depends. You know, they all make sound. Eventually, you can probably make it make the same sound as the other guy. Uh, in fact, uh, most synthesizers do the exact same thing. Uh, it just depends what kind of sound you get out of it. And some synths don't make certain sounds, and some synths make more rich sounds. Some synths make a little bit more grungier sounds or whatever. Uh, but all that can actually be totally pre, uh, you know, determined later when you post-process or if you pre-process with some effects, you know, different faders, different sound uh, emulations, delay pedals, analogs, uh, reverbs, things like that. So uh, really, you know, if you're uh, crafting a certain sound, you can always make a sound with a synthesizer that maybe sounds just like the next company synthesizer, but... It all depends what kind of style you like. If you like Korg's design better than Moog's, then maybe you know it's a little bit faster, easier for you to work with. I know that uh, my Korg monologue sometimes I can I can just jump on that thing and make a sound in no time. Whereas the Moog Sub Thirty Seven, sometimes it takes a bit of time to get into it and try to tweak some things to make a different sound. So it all really depends um, what you like and. Uh, Try, try just like, you know, an entry-level kind of like unit. Don't go too all-in in a very in a very first situation. I know that uh, I, I did go in really all-in with the Mother 32s. I got three of them, and I really do enjoy all of them. But uh, it, it wasn't necessary that I did that. But, uh, uh, again, it depends what you like. I really, really liked what they were doing, so I decided to go all-in. But uh, uh, let's ask a couple more. So where do I get inspiration from? And uh, again, I just started this podcast by uh, talking about the flute. And sometimes, like I said, even something as simple as a flute, you can get inspiration from. So uh, play something, uh, like I said, something simple and uh, see if it inspires you. See if the inspiration comes. Uh, you might even find out that uh, music isn't even your thing. Maybe it's art. Maybe you like to draw. Maybe you like to paint. I also do enjoy doing those things as well. I do sometimes uh, abstract uh, painting and things like that. It kind of takes my mind off of things. Uh, abstract painting is really awesome. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with the, the paint. You know, you get like a painter's knife and you kind of like swipe the colors back and forth. And maybe you do pouring. You can pour technique, which is you drop the paint onto the canvas and do things like that or just drawing. I, I got a book now where I'm drawing. I'm starting to draw again. Uh, I do mostly faces, characters, and things like that. I think I get that uh, from my personality. I just like to make goofy characters and things like that or just like portraits and things uh, that just you know are interesting, kind of inspires me. So it's kind of fun to draw. Sometimes that takes your mind off of things. And you'll find out if you go do something else, you'll come back the next day and you might have some inspiration to do something cool with the music. So if music's your thing, uh, try doing some other things. It might spark some imagination. So that's always a really cool thing to do. 
Uh, let's see. What influences my music? And a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about influences in, uh, in my music. In fact, it was just an influence podcast. It was about influences in my life. And you'll find out that influences can make a big difference in your art and your music. Or you can just dig deep and find out what things you were into when you were younger or now or past, present, where maybe things you like in the future you're looking forward to. And those all will somehow tie into the things that you're into and what influences you and uh, makes uh, makes your uh, sound unique. So I believe that those things do change the way you sound, the way that you do things, and inspires you as well. Influences are very close to inspiration, I think. So that uh, that's really cool. And what influences my music? I think right now it's like space technology. I like the sound, the idea of sound, the idea of space in general. Uh, everybody's kind of like uh, got this interesting look into what's going to happen in the future with space travel and things like that. So it kind of inspires me to look open, big, spacious, really cool things. Uh, what's ahead of us? So uh, things I never heard. Maybe the universe is full of things you've never seen or heard or, you know, things you could even think of or imagine. So that's kind of like where my music inspiration is right now. I also, like I said, uh, like the uh, relaxing kind of soundscape type stuff, maybe ambient music and stuff like that. I also tie that into space, I imagine. So uh, that's the kind of theme I like to keep with my music, and that, that's what influences my music. So try to try to think of the things that do that for you. That That's always uh, kind of a cool thing to go back and forth with. It might help you with your music as well. And let me see, what are musical ideas? What are musical, I don't even know if I understand that question. What are musical ideas? I don't know, maybe if you're messing around in a DAW, you can find some musical ideas or something. Electronic music, DAW, we already talked about DAWs, digital audio workstation, how do you record? Uh, now, the way I record all my stuff in is through a mixer. Uh, this is a USB 24-channel uh, mixer. It's from Tascam. Uh, they just released it a couple years, actually maybe like a year and a half ago. I might have already uh, gone over this, but just in case, uh, this mixer can be used several different ways. You can use it in a live environment. It can record directly on an SD card on the actual internal board. Uh, or you can tap it into your USB onto your computer and you can open it up to a 24-channel individual uh, multi-track mixer. Uh, when you're using it as an individual mixer on your uh, DAW, uh, you can open up each individual channel. There are stereo channels as well. You can add a uh, pre-effects as well, and then you can also have those post-production into, uh, into your final uh, piece. And uh, it's really cool. You just think of it as an audio interface, but just with multiple inputs on it. And uh, those inputs will be shown in when you select your mixer and your uh, sound properties. And those can be individually tapped into on each one of your mixers, things and like in FL Studios. You actually have another mixer in there. And then you would just go in and you would add it. So, for instance, my Shure SM57 is on input 8. So input eight, I would go into my mixer in FL Studios. I would select a channel and I would uh, select input eight. And then from there, they even have a, a list of different uh, effects you can add or what they call them, input uh, plugins. You can add, uh, right now I have on my microphone, it's a Fruity Reverb 2, a Fruity Compressor. Uh, I was using ROM and Replica. It's a uh, reverb and a delay effect. That was when I was playing the... Uh, the flute and sometimes it's really cool just to have you know some cool uh microphones and just record some music live and stuff like i did with the flute you could just record music live in here and record it into your DAW, and then you can you know do some cool stuff with it as well you can sample it you can send them into a sampler and then you can play it on your keyboard i guess uh, it won't sound as unique as if you're just playing it, but then, you know, you can have maybe like some drums going in the background, just play flute over the top of it or whatever. Uh, so having some microphones is always cool. You can do all kinds of stuff like this podcast I'm doing. So that's really cool to have uh, <clears throat> to have some microphones handy, uh, you know, if you want to record an acoustic guitar or if you just wanted to talk or add some cool robot voices and stuff. You can always do that. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to go out and buy a machine to do it because they have plugins built into the DAW or you can download extra plugins or find them on the internet. There's a lot of cool places to find it. 
So the world is yours. You can make all kinds of cool stuff with that. And um, what is feedback and what is healthy feedback? Try not to take things too personal, in my opinion. Uh, when you're out there on the Internet, people can be kind of cruel. And most of the situations I find myself in, uh, it's usually because people want you to be involved in what they're doing. Just like as you're doing the same thing. If you're trying to put your music out there, you're trying to say things to people and stuff like that. Well, they're doing the same thing, too. So they want you to hear their music or you want them to hear your music and things like that. So and it's always, you know, uh, the case where you might run into a situation where, you know, somebody might not like your stuff because maybe they're jealous or, or something like that. And that's just the truth. That's just the world out there. Uh, there's always going to be haters and people that don't like your stuff or they actually do like it, but they just want to make you feel bad because they want, you know, they want their recognition as well. So just take things lightly. Don't take it too personal. Uh, any kind of positive feed or any, any kind of feedback at all, even if it's negative, just take it positively. It's always the best way to do it. Turn it around, make it positive. So that way, you know, anything that you do is never a mistake. Always, always go forward and nothing's a mistake. Uh, even if somebody says, well, I don't like this part in your song or this doesn't make any sense or whatever. Well, for you at the time, maybe it did, or maybe you were just doing something you weren't really paying attention, but you know, everything's unique. It doesn't matter. The internet's got lots and lots and lots of storage and all that out there. It's not going to hurt anything if something goes up and it's not that popular or, you know, or whatever you're put out there, or doesn't get any attention. Do it for yourself. Do it for the right reasons. So don't worry about those things. And like I said, just keep a positive outlook when it comes to feedback and take that feedback, you know, maybe uh, go back and uh, do something different, you know, or uh, if somebody says, well, you, your transitions aren't very smooth or whatever, work on it, I guess, you know, if you want to take the advice, just take it and try it. Uh, don't don't please anybody. Try not to be a people pleaser. That's that never works out for anybody. So uh, just be yourself and uh, be uh, be easy. Be kind. Uh, don't be too like uh, you know get your feelings hurt and go out there and try to hurt other people because that just that's what they want you to do. You know, that just passes along the buck, you know, and everybody uh, just uh, the Internet could be a big criticism pile of stuff. And, you know, it just gets worse and people want to criticize your stuff. So that way you criticize somebody else's stuff and then, you know, things like that. Of course, my opinions and stuff, I might even say something bad about some artist or whatever, somebody that's bigger than me. But it is just my opinion and just take it as that. Uh, you know, I try not to say things like that, though. I, I try not to get too negative or say anything negative, even if it comes to like, you know, these pop artists and stuff like that. I, you know, the, the whole idea of commercial music and stuff, uh, it's not my cup of tea. I don't really uh, agree with it. Uh, I do like more like independent artists and things like that. Uh, even a lot of YouTube people, I think their stuff is way more creative than things like Justin Bieber or, you know, uh, Gomez or whatever it can do. And, uh, you know, a lot of the younger crowd's going to go for that stuff because that's, uh, you know, publicized and that that's what's in the spotlight. That's what says, you know, sells and everything. So, you know, younger kids are going to find that attractive in a way and they're going to listen to that stuff. And that's what makes music, but, or that's what makes the music industry or the record industry and things like that. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion, man. And uh, I, I don't expect anybody to take it seriously. You know, it's just my opinion. Like I said, my opinions are my own. They're not anybody else's opinions. Uh, I just like to keep it that way. And uh, moving on. What is jamming? I think I'll, uh, I think I'll end on this note, jamming. Uh, jamming to me is just kind of like having fun with the music. Uh, just kind of like uh, go with the flow, start with something, start with something simple. Maybe you have a synthesizer, a melody or something like that, and just kind of go along with it. Add layers, add things to it, add unique things as well. You know, like for instance, let me see. Uh, let's just do like a melody if I can. Was interesting not what I wanted to do and those are one of those things that happen you're kind of surprised you know kind of happened but let me see here
know, just kind of doing whatever with your music. So this kind of has like a droning effect on it. If I just have that run in the background. What else? Let's see if I can add something from the Korg. Just things like that. It's kind of cool to mess around with stuff. Uh, but most importantly, what the subject of this show was about was flutes and uh, flute talk. Uh, talk about flutes. That's cool. So uh, synthesizers and flutes. If you like flutes, check them out. You know, if you don't, you never had uh, looked into them or uh, always kind of wondered what is Native American flute, uh, check it out. It's always cool to try something new or try something more simple, simplistic. It's fun. I find it fun. I find it cool. Uh, I can even uh, give some more examples of uh, me playing the flute. So let's uh, let's throw on the reverb and let's throw on some delay as well because this sounds really cool when you're doing this with flute. Flute, of course, on its own sounds good, but not as good as this. What's really cool about that is you can even have like a little shaker and just kind of have some cool effects with that too. Let's see what it sounds like just with the delay. Delay, 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 Just, just messing, messing around. around. There, there's not even me really thinking about anything. I'm just playing with it. I'm not thinking. I'm just going up and down the keys, just doing whatever I wanted to do. 
and uh, like I said, the, the more you do it, and really, honestly, you'll you'll learn really quick with these uh, flutes. You'll 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 start doing it, and almost within like a couple of days, you'll get more comfortable with putting your fingers on the flute. And uh, just just a quick little tip when you're playing, I guess like a little tutorial right here right now. Uh, make sure your fingers are covering all the holes completely. If you don't cover the hole completely, it, it kind of leaks and it kind of makes like a cracking sound. And try not to blow too hard when you're playing the low notes. Uh, that can make the flute actually like uh, like squeak. Like here, listen. And then you can't hear the low notes. So uh, let me play it normally. Just blow gentle, kind of like steady. If I blow too hard, it, it you know it squeaks or it cracks and it doesn't sound right. So those are just a couple of tips, I guess. And uh, just practice. Practice makes perfect, I guess. No need to really learn any kind of musical language or anything like that with this. It's all just naturally. You just uh, pick it up as you go. And I think that's what's really cool about flute. That's why I like it so much. It doesn't really require too much thought. It's just it, it just does what it does, you know. So let me play just another quick thing, and then uh, we might wrap it up here. Uh, maybe we'll uh, save some of this for the next show. Uh, maybe some of the more upcoming shows. I wanted to do some more in-depth uh, stuff on the Sub-37. Maybe I'll just do a show just on Sub-37. Just dig deep. I'll go through the manual. We'll read some things. I'll talk about release, decay, sustain. Uh, sometimes people don't mess around with that enough. And you can create some really cool things just with that. Uh, so that's really cool. I'll even go through the Mother 32. Uh, I got uh, my uh, user manual. We'll go through that. Maybe we'll go through some cool things in there and talk about it. Uh, I also have a Moog Theremin Plus. Uh, this thing's pretty cool. You could uh, even send CC information out. You can control your sub 37 or your 32. Anything with CC, I guess you could. Uh, you can send out CC voltage and you can then use your theremin to control the rest of your equipment or just play the theremin on its own. I might do just a special on that as well. Just go dig deep into that, which there's really not a whole lot to you know dig into, but it's, uh, there's some cool things about the theremin that I think that are very important, especially with the... Um, Electronic music. In fact, a little uh, fun fact, it's the first electrical instrument ever created. So that's important. And uh, we'll talk about that. We'll do a special on that. And then, uh, of course, the uh, the Korg monologue. There's a lot of really cool, complex things with that. I'll dig deep into that. Maybe do a show on that as well. But uh, let's play. A s well, let, let's just uh, let's just say this. Okay. Um, uh, Thanks for listening to my podcast. Um, uh, it's nice that uh, if you made it this far, I'm sure that uh, you enjoyed the show, I guess. Uh, let me just remind you that all my stuff is available on YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, actually, this podcast is on SoundCloud. It's also on Apple Podcast. if you want to listen to it there. Uh, just search Audio Surgeon or Mogcraft32. That's kind of like my little label name that I came up with. Mogcraft32. You can find all my stuff from that or Audio Surgeon, like I said. Uh, I have a Discord. I'll link that in the uh, description with the, uh, the podcast. And uh, just uh, join the discussion. Uh, post things on there. I have uh, like little sections. You can post your own music, your art, all that stuff. Talk about it. Uh, invite people. Uh, have fun. Uh, I want to try to create a cool music uh, community. I know... Uh, I'll do some shout-outs at the end of my uh, shows, like I am right now. Uh, Mr. Basic, check him out on YouTube and Twitch. Mr. Basic Sound, that's the one on Twitch. Uh, he's cool. I did an interview with him. It's my second podcast. Uh, it's uh, also on his channel as well. This, you can see the original video on there. Uh, he's a really cool guy. I really admire what he does, and he's very simple, but yet at the same time, all of his stuff is very unique. So check it out. See what he has to say. He does a uh, podcast. Uh, it, well, it's kind of like this. It's more like a YouTube podcast. Uh, he talks about cool things, subject matter, things that's going on YouTube, sound, technology, synthesizers, a lot of cool stuff. 
just some uh, more shout outs uh, check out uh, that like I said earlier Waikakuna those guys are great uh, check out uh, High Spirit Flutes uh, Stellar Flutes all the flute products uh, check out JW Otto or J Watto uh, he makes uh, musical instruments he's on my discord on there you can check it out uh, check out uh, Cuckoo True Cuckoo I admire him he's pretty cool maybe one day uh, it'd be cool to meet him uh, he's a really neat guy he goes over here in Los Angeles to the um, uh, uh, what is it the uh, music thing they do a festival thing every year I forget what the NAM is NAM that's what it is uh, there's also another guy that went there this year. His name is Simon the Magpie. I think he's pretty cool. He's an interesting, uh, cool cat. In fact, he has an album about cats, so check it out on iTunes. Uh, I listened to that whole album. I think it's really fun. Uh, he's doing a toy album. I remember he was mentioning that on his YouTube channel. Check that out as well. Uh, check out all the pirate guys. They have a Discord channel as well. Uh, you can probably find it on uh, Simon's uh, um, YouTube channel. Uh, there's some cool characters on there. Uh, they had a uh, Minecraft uh, video game uh, server. Uh, it's still up. If you do like and you know enjoy Minecraft, you can uh, join their Minecraft server. So I thought that's worth mentioning. Uh, Bo Beats, I think he's a cool guy. Uh, he does synth reviews and all kinds of uh, other neat things. He recently uh, released some more music on iTunes. Check it out. Uh, he's also got uh, some uh, Bandcamp stuff on there. He's got music on there. Uh, he's also got a lot of cool synthesizers, a lot of cool stuff. I wish I could try. Uh, but uh, if you can't afford it or you can't try it, uh, watch his show. Uh, you know, you can learn a lot of cool stuff, even if you can't afford it or even if you can't you actually, you know, physically uh, play that uh, or touch it or whatever. You can watch it online. There's a lot of cool stuff out there, a lot of cool channels that uh, talk about that. So, with that being said, that's my podcast today on flutes. We'll go ahead, we'll turn the reverb on, then we'll go ahead and we'll turn the delay on, and we'll play you out with some flutes. Go outside and play a flute.